What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles here, aka the Kimura King, aka the Ayatollah of Ankle Locks. And in this episode, I wanted to talk about the IBJJF Pan American Championships. Um, I was able to compete in them this weekend. I came home with a silver medal in the heavyweight, my division of heavyweight, and a silver medal in the absolute. And I just wanted to talk about my experience, what I did right, what I did wrong, some things I learned from it. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty good podcast, some introspective thinking here, and I think you guys will really like it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. So before I uh, you know, talk about the tournament, I wanted to talk about my mentality going into this one. Um, so my mentality going into this one was not a positive one because I planned a little late for it. So the flight was like 260 bucks. The hotel was around 260 bucks. And after the hotel, Ubers, food, etc., I think this trip cost me somewhere around $800. Um, and when I look back on it, I'm like, listen, I've got a full-time, I have a job, like I'm self-employed, I have a gym, I do taxes, you know, I told myself I would never make a GoFundMe, like those jujitsu bums that never worked a day in their lives, uh, making a GoFundMe, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, I said I could handle myself, but, you know, if I'm trying to compete every month, and I have to travel because of COVID, man, uh, I think it's time to maybe think of sponsorship options. Um, it's pretty cool. I've had a lot of a couple of my followers um, hit me up. They're like, thank you for all you've done. And they'll just fucking just cash at me like 20, 40 bucks. That's pretty cool. So I'm trying to find a way to get a sponsor without losing my dignity. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to make a GoFundMe. Uh, I have been messaging certain uh, companies, etc. I don't want a fucking CBD sponsorship. Papa needs cash. Um, And remember, guys, I work. I'm not a bum. So, yeah. Um, I get there, and I need to eat clean because I'm over the limit for the weight. So I'm just like, I'm going to eat like a clean dinner. Wake up tomorrow, hopefully on weight. I'll float, you know, three, four pounds when I sleep. So I make the genius decision to walk 45 minutes to a grocery store and then walk back with my groceries in my hands part part of the load was uh like a gallon of water so it was fucking heavy load on the way back um and the whole walk i'm like dude what the fuck are you doing you should have a family right now be working back at your desk job a nine to five like what the fuck are you doing in Texas competing? Um, <laughs> yeah, I had some negative thoughts going. And the whole time I thought, dude, I came all this way. I paid all this money. If I lose the first round to the guy that I lost to last time, holy shit. I might as well just kill myself. Um, just very negative thoughts going in. So for the groceries... Um, I got some food that I shouldn't have got. I thought it was good, but it wasn't. Um, it was a disaster. I got tuna. I got some, you know, spring mix, lettuce, French dressing, water, 
Brussels sprouts. I got some water, Brussels sprouts. And uh, I'm thinking, you know, this is a clean dinner. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to be fine, etc. So I go to sleep and in the middle of the night, I'm very, 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 very sensitive to salt. If I have too much sodium, I wake up like every half an hour and I have to go take a piss and I have to drink more water to be able to fall asleep. So um, I, uh, I, I found out that tuna, canned tuna, has a lot of sodium in it. Uh, the idiot that I am, I didn't read the sodium on the back. And when you're fucking cutting weight, the last thing you want is to have your body full of sodium. Um, but then I, I freaking, uh, the next day, although I was way overweight because my body was holding so much water, I felt fucking strong. And I found out one of the main reasons um one of the something that causes your muscles to contract or actually electrolytes and sodium is one of those things so i felt fucking good even though i was overweight uh another thing which has never happened to me before in my life i don't know why it happened the day of my tournament on the outside of my thighs my hamstrings were extremely sore to the point where i full felt like i tore them or pulled them like even right now just touching them the pain is fucking excruciating. And I'm wondering, was that from the walk? Because I really don't walk that often. I do jujitsu, um, but I walked. And two days before the tournament, I went on a hike with a friend of mine for like two hours. Maybe that was the case. I actually ran down the mountain that too, which is also really stupid. But man, I've never felt pain like this before. And um, it really fucked me up. Uh, the next day for the tournament. So make sure guys when you are competing Don't do some new form of exercise that you don't do So like let's say you're cutting weight and you do jujitsu every day and you decide a week or two weeks out You're gonna start running four miles. No, that's not a good idea Don't ever add new exercise regimens really close to a tournament um, So I finally get to the venue I feel really fucking strong. My body's just loaded with sodium I weighed myself. I had I was five pounds over and I had two hours to cut. Now, one tournament that I remember, it was the Fuji Pro Tournament. I warmed up so hard. I was just doing shots back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That when the time came for my match, I was fucking tired. You do not want to warm up so hard to the point where it's going to hurt your performance. So what I did... A hot Texas day. I just put two hoodies on and I went outside and walked. I made sure to stay out of the sun because the sun does suck the fucking energy out of you. I've been to the beach before where I'll not even do anything. Just being in the sun, it drains you. So I made sure to just walk in the in the shade, walk in, weigh myself. And I was able to uh, cut the weight in, a, in, in the allotted time frame. Um... It was slow and easy, but it got the job done. Now, one thing I will advise all of you if you want to compete or anything, make sure you're two to four ounces below the weight limit because the scales are not the same. I've seen people go on one scale, the test scale, and they go on the real scale and they're fucking over. So I try to be two to four ounces under the limit, okay? Uh, so I go to get my shit checked 
And the fucking guy says, you can't have logos on your shorts. And I pointed at three other people that had logos on their shorts. They're like, yeah, yours, you can't. You just can't have that. It made no sense. So like, you got to go buy some shorts over there. And I'm thinking the whole time, this is literally a racket. They, they just pick and choose who is allowed to and isn't. And they're like, um, yeah, you can't. So I go change my shorts to a new pair. I didn't buy some. I brought two pairs because I thought this would happen. And they say, oh, yeah, these have logos too. Sorry. So I got one of my coaches to fucking talk to the guy and let me in anyway. Next time I'm just coming with plain black shorts. So I don't have to deal with their bullshit anymore. Um, and while I was warming up, I got to chat with um, someone who's gotten a lot of fame lately. It's a Heath Pedigo. Uh, of the owner of Pedigo Submission Fighting um, or Submission Grappling, which is called Daisy Fresh. For those of you who haven't watched the documentary, he started a school in a laundromat and the name of the laundromat was Daisy Fresh, but he just never took the sign down. So that's what they're known as now. And I had a very inspiring comp uh, conversation with him. So he's like, um, you know, I love what you guys are doing. You guys are building a tough team, super happy. You know, you guys should totally come train with us. And I told them, you know, it's it's fun, it's awesome, but, you know, you'd never guess how much hate we get. It's like two purple belts open a gym and, um, you know, people will come say congratulations to your face. Then I know for a fact from other people that they're talking shit about us. And it's like, what the fuck do we do? And he's like, you know, they they talking shit about you because you're successful, because you're doing good. And um, from what I see, you guys are doing the right thing. So it was awesome. And by the way, his team, after being unknown for so long, won the team trophy uh, for um, for the Pan Ams. That's huge. So, yeah, that was freaking awesome. Um, and then one more thing he told me, he says the key to success, cause his gym's doing good now is to just be one of the guys, you know, he says he gets his guard passed by his white belt students. He doesn't give a shit. He goes out, he trains, he, and I told him, you know, me and Sean, we warm up with our students. We train with our students. It's, uh, it's, it's like, he says, don't lead from on top of the horse, lead from the ground. And that's exactly what we do at immortals, you know? We don't we don't set any boundaries between us and the students. We're we're one of the guys. We we train with them. Uh, it's a brotherhood, you know. And uh, he told I told him you know it's kind of tough. We're subleasing from another school, um, and you know our times are limited. He's like, listen, I started my school as a white belt, and I didn't have mats. We were training on the fucking grass. So I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't bitch anymore then. <laughs> and, um, you know, it made me realize that my dream for Immortals Jiu-Jitsu, I want to have the professionalism, attention to detail, and, you know, building a team of assassins like my instructor, John Danaher. But I want the grit and the toughness of Daisy Fresh. And I think I'm doing a pretty damn good job uh, at that. One more really cool thing is that uh, every tournament we do now, whether it's New Hampshire, Maryland, whether it's uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, we are getting stopped by at least 20 people a tournament. 
saying, oh, you're the coach of Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, you're the Sultan of Strangles. And it is fucking awesome. I always make time for the followers, the fans. Um, if you ever see me at a tournament, make sure to message me that night so I could follow you back. Yeah, I'm not one of those fucking guys who thinks this shit don't stink. I always take the time to talk to my fans, my followers. And man, uh, I can't believe it's a reality. It's fucking awesome. So my first match was the one I was most scared of, the most nervous, because if I lost, it's not like a grappling industries where it's round robin and you get three other chances. If you fucking lose, you go home. You're fucked. Your day's over. The whole trip was for nothing. So I went into this trip, literally, I went into this match ready to die. Um, last time I went against this guy, I got a penalty for fleeing. I wasn't fleeing. I just got pushed out. So I found, I realized that this time, if he tried to push me out, I'm going to circle left and right to make sure that I control the center of the mat. Um, and the, only, the other difference between this and last one is I had six months of brutal wrestling on Wrestling Wednesdays. And this guy was a wrestler. I was ready to scrap with him this time. Uh, I was able to, he shot on me, I was able to take him down with a reshot, body lock pass, unfortunately I couldn't flatten him out, so I got to the back position, and uh, that's, um, I think it it was four, I won four two. Um, One thing I learned about this match is that I need to get better at flattening out tough dudes. Wrestlers, they'll just wrestler bridge and turtle, so I got to get good at keeping guys on their back, and also um, taking the back. So I was so relieved. Um, Match number two was a dude. He had a fucking mustache that he twirled to look like like a freaking one of those old school 1800 strong men. He didn't look too strong, so I'm like, I'm going to eat this guy alive. But it was actually pretty fucking strong. Um, By now, I was warm ready to go. This guy had a bye, so he was still cold. Uh, getting a bye is a joke, by the way. I can't believe it even exists. Like the first round, you don't have to fight. Such a fucking advantage. Such a joke. So he he got a um, he got a bye. He went against me fresh, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to eat this guy alive. So I took him down, body lock pass, took his back, uh, got to side control, and finished a Kimura with 10 seconds left. Um, match number three, uh, I went against, this is the finals. I went against the number one ranked guy in my division uh, as a whole. So I guess number one in the world, a purple belt in my division. Um, this guy is just, I feel like skill-wise, I'm better. But he was just so fucking strong that I could not do anything. Um, he tried to take me down a bunch of times. I I was able to fight it off going into a four-point stance. But after a while, my body just fucking gave out. The discrepancy in strength was too much. My legs were just like, we're done. Honestly, this match, going against him this time and last time, it really makes me want to get on TRT. Um, uh, what we're also going to say... Uh, after that, man, after that match, I'm like, I'm done, man. I'm not doing the absolute. I'm going home. I'm tired. But then the inner 
bitch in me shut up. I told the inner bitch in me to shut up and I signed up for that absolute. So I got some a chance to relax, uh, get some Gatorade, chug some Gatorade, took a podium picture and got my ass ready for the absolute division. So my first match of the absolute was my absolute favorite. <laughs> I took the guy down, went to body lock past him, and then he just punched me in the fucking throat when the ref wasn't looking as hard as he could to get me to let go, and it worked. And then he looked me directly in the eyes and says, I love you, brother. And I smiled back, and I'm like, uh, it's a combat sport, but are you gonna, we're gonna play like that now, I guess? And I just fucking went to town. Um, my nickname on the team is Dirty Mike because my very violent jujitsu style. Um, my jujitsu style is pretty much like a fight. So a complete bloodbath ensued. Just elbows, digging my fucking finger, digging my thumbs into his ribs, grinding my forehead into his face. And within like a minute, he fully regretted ever doing that. Um, I made sure to torture him for at least five minutes until I passed his guard and one on points. Uh, at the end of the match, he, he goes up to me and he's like, thank you for reciprocating the love. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, that was fun. Just know that um, whenever you the first shot, you fire the first shot, it becomes no holds bar. And he laughed. My second match, they didn't let me rest, by the way. They're like, all right, you got to go right away. I'm like, no, I got five minutes. I'm like, no, you got to go. I'm like, well, I just went. You got to give me more rest. You could actually listen to our conversation on flow. It was against the ultra heavyweight, which was like 250 pounds. The first thing he did, he snapped my head down super hard, really violent. I'm like, all right, I guess we're going to play like that. And I knew I had to get him tired, so... I kept him on the feet, tried to wrestle him. I noticed he's tough, but his wrestling was not... The way he was hand fighting me was not too advanced. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to be able to take this guy down. So eventually, after I almost took him a bunch of time, took him down a bunch of times, he uh, pulled half guard. Um, he had my leg trapped, got it out. And again, uh, I tried to pass. He turtled. I got to get better at flattening people out. He turtled. I got him on his back and we ended up in scarf hold. And for those of you who know, my signature move is the camel crusher from scarf hold. And people say it doesn't work on people heavier, but they're wrong. I blessed him. I christened him with the camel crusher. And he tapped, tapped, tap, and the third tap was like a fucking palm strike to my face. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And he goes to the ref. He's like, I thought neck cranks were illegal. I'm like, it's not a neck crank. It's a compression choke. So that's my second uh, absolute. Uh, then I go against a guy that says Henzo Gracie Academy. So I'm like, wait, I don't see this guy ever. Ends up he trained at a school called the Matt Factory in Pittsburgh, but they're I guess they're a Henzo affiliate. And this guy was a Division One All American wrestler from University of Buffalo, and I lost to him zero zero, completely disgraceful. Um, and my instructor, Gary Tonin, told me if I had won the absolute division Pan Ams, I would have gotten my brown belt. Um, it was funny. My opponent asked me what college I wrestled at. Uh, I actually didn't wrestle for a team in college. Um, uh, 
I wrestled club. And, um, you know, I would go to Iran in the summer to wrestle. I told him, he's like, damn, you're really good. So I realized, you know, when you go against a wrestler that good, sometimes maybe you should just pull guard. Um, so silver in my weight class, silver in the absolute. Overall, it was a fucking amazing day. Very proud of it. My students are super proud. And I know it's going to help my school grow. So finally, you know, the adrenaline fades and the pain starts to come in. Oh, man. My knees, hips, ankles, neck all start having excruciating amounts of pain. Um, just my back. I think I, st I need to work on my core more um, because... I feel like if I had a stronger core, I wouldn't have these issues. Um, my body after tournaments lately has just been shot to the point where I have to take like two, three days off. Like I literally can't move. Like as I'm saying this right now, like just walking was really hard. I don't know what happened to my hamstring tendons, man. I'm fucked. So uh, I got to figure out what to do to prevent that going forward because I can't be taking two, three days off after every tournament. Um, this is something a lot of other people go through. It's pretty funny that the night of a tournament, they can't sleep. I literally, I the adrenaline is just so high that even after everything's over, I've went out to sushi with my friends, um, got in the hotel and I was just wide awake. I, wasn't, I didn't fall asleep until like four in the morning. Then I had to get up at six to go uh, to the airport. So, um, that was that sucked. Um, I checked the rankings of my division, and I saw that the guy who beat me is ranked number one in my division. And after these uh, this last tournament, I saw that I'm ranked number five. So that's pretty cool. You know, after enough blood, sweat, tears, and sacrifice, you finally get what you deserve. You know. Um, Got to see my students tonight, and they all congratulated me. That was awesome. I was able to teach class crippled because I can't fucking walk. And last, but the last thing I want to talk about is after every tournament, man, I literally feel like I evolve as a human being. I'll never forget. It was 2016. I cut from I cut from 230 to 219 to do super heavyweight. And after that, I never let myself get above 220 again. That was, the, that was it. Um, and like with this tournament, um, I was in like a very toxic relationship. Um, I was going to make a podcast about this. I still am. And just after this one, I was just able to fucking call her up and end it. Like, we were already semi-broken up and talking, but, like, I realized you got to end it. I was trying to go on dates and see other girls. Currently talking to, like, three girls. Very similar relation, uh, very similar personalities to the one I just ended it with. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to end these two. And I just feel free again. I feel great. And I feel like to do that, you need to overcome something really hard. And uh, that causes you to grow. I feel like a new person. And the next tournament is going to be American Nationals, which I hope to win gold in. 
And I also hope to win gold in Worlds coming up. And as I mentioned before, you know, Papa Rack has a full-time job. I work, I own a gym, but these tournaments are expensive. And I am going to start looking for sponsors. So if you know anyone, or if you want to sponsor me, head over to my Instagram at K-O-O-L-R-A-K. Check out the school page at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. And also... Check out the podcast Instagram at Rambling with Rack. It's always a pleasure to make these for you guys. Um, Camel Crusher Instructional coming out next week. Hope that does really well. I really appreciate the help. Um, and I will see you guys soon.